are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Adam Mattis. Adam, the first day is back. We are. This is our first day back since the All-Star break, and I, uh, just in this first iteration of the show, uh, said that I am you and you are me. So we're off to a fantastic start. We are off, but uh, it is good to see you. What's happening, Anthony? You know, I got to say, I kind of I kind of miss you a little bit. Well, that's that's good. That's nice. All right. That's, that's nice. <laughs> that's usually where you say, like, I miss you, too. But all right. No, totally, we have totally, totally. I, I get it, man. I get it. I'm not I'm not even kidding, Adam. We have this is the most packed our show has ever been. Maybe there's a lot to get to. All right. Some so let's good. go ahead and start. So we're going to take you guys through uh, the day's games. We have to uh, look back on the last year seeing as this is the uh, one year anniversary of the NBA shutting down. And we're going to discuss the, uh, the last year we have to discuss uh, Myers Leonard getting off pretty lightly given uh, what he said in his Twitch stream. And then in the final segment, Adam's uh, power rankings this week are going to cover uh, players who need to, you know, maybe find a new destination. Yeah, new change of scenery. Might do well with a change of scenery. Yeah. Look, moving to Texas, nice change of scenery for me, I got to say. All right, so let's just dive into these games. Pistons, Hornets. Hornets beat the Pistons 105 to 102. Uh, Jeremy Grant goes for 32, eight and four in the loss. And, uh, the Hornets really fun, good, like good team here. One of for the a most fun, they're like a must watch team in, and it's yeah. all because of LaMelo ball. I mean, all the other pieces, I mean, have been great. PJ Washington having himself a sneaky, good stretch of basketball. He had the 42 point game the other night. He had, I think 20 tonight in this one, mm-hmm, 29 um, and you get LaMelo ball tonight with a triple single. I don't care. It was an incredible triple single. That guy, three or four passes today on the break or just even in the half court, these passive one-handed weird angled passes uh, that you don't see coming. There's only a handful of players in the whole NBA that make passes that I don't see because, you know, we have a bird's eye view of the court so we can see mm-hmm. things. There's only a handful of players that will make a pass where you're like, what's he doing? Oh, awesome. Yeah. He's one of them. It's the guys who pass to space. Yep. Like that's who that's that's my favorite kind of passer in the NBA where the ball finds space and then the player who is receiving that pass moves into that space because the pass is there now. It's just it's it's just really fun to watch guys who who uh, figure out the game that way. Next game here you have the Brooklyn Nets taking down the Boston Celtics. Uh, Kyrie goes for forty against his old team. I believe he has scored seventy seven points against his. Former Celtics team so far this uh, so far this season, and can I tell you, Anthony, this was a, a awesome close to watch. Like Kyrie, this was a good game back and forth. Brooklyn, or I'm sorry, Boston made a run. Looked like they were going to be competitive. Tatum had 31. He battled, but Kyrie just closed this game, made it look easy. A smooth mm-hmm. 40 points on 23 shots. That's called efficiency. Landry Shamit goes six of nine from the three point line. James Harden with a 22, 10, and eight. Brooklyn, man, I'm telling you, they're the most inter- – I mean, I hate to say it, but they are just so fascinating because they make it look easy when they win. They did this without Durant, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah, they have. They add another piece, a small piece, but, uh, you know, a piece nonetheless. They're, they're going to they're, – they're coming out of the <clears throat> East. I'm, I'm just calling it right now. 
whatever odds you can get on Brooklyn coming out of the East, get them right now. Well, I like that Denver and and uh, 76ers could have a really cool storyline centers matching up two teams that built through a long, <laughs> slow process. But not only do they have super teams standing in the way, they have like the ultimate super team standing in the way of them. So we'll see what happens. Like the Monstars got split across the conferences. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> the next game here, the uh, Atlanta Hawks take down the, the uh, Toronto right. Raptors on a last second shot. This yeah. is a fun one. A really fun night of basketball tonight. Trey Young, was it Was it him with the last second shot? I believe so. No, no, no. Uh, Snell. No, 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 no. It was Tony I was, Snell. I was lobbing one no, up no, for no, you. Yeah, no, no, no. It was a big timer, right? It was, uh, no, maybe Gallo. He's hit. <laughs> oh, wait, no. It was Snell. That's right. Have yourself a game winner. Uh, Sell gets six points, four rebounds, two assists. So he really filled up the stat sheet, but he did hit the one that mattered most. Obviously, a buzzer beater. You don't see too many buzzer beaters. But it wasn't just that. The Hawks were down 15 minutes with six or 15 points with six minutes to go in this game. Six minutes and 13 seconds. They're down 15. They hey rally man, back. To sometimes win the snow wins a race. Yeah. I guess we should press move on. But we want to say Boucher, 27 points on the losing side. He deserves a little shout out. He's playing well, man. The Miami Heat take on the Orlando Magic and win 111 to 103. Uh, Jimmy Butler goes for 27, 8, and 11. And it was it was a loud 27, 8, and 11 because he he took over down the stretch of this game on both ends of the court and I mean just kind of kind of won it from a great contributions from Kelly Olynyk once again. But here's the cool thing about this game, Anthony: the Heat they have a winning record for the first time all season. They were 0 and 6 awesome. previously in opportunities to take a winning record, so they've been <laughs> trying to get over this hump for a while. But honestly, the Heat are I, I think a very cool success team. Yes, they're out east, but. You know, they've had a lot of things go wrong for them, and they slowly climbed up, and and now here they are right here, uh, you know, finally getting over the hump. I think they're in line for a big second half. Vooch goes for 24 and 17 in the loss. Aaron Gordon, uh, by the way, returned for the first time since January 31st and played. I think he only got nine minutes, but nonetheless a good sign that he's back out there. I wonder if he's going to show up in your list a little bit he later. Might. Uh, the 76ers go into Chicago and beat the Bulls 127 to 105 behind a vintage Dwight Howard game. How about that? Your boy, right? My, Him my and Nikola boy. Jokic, they go way <laughs> yeah. back. They just they go constantly pen pals. Um, uh, so no Embiid tonight, no Simmons. Mm -hmm. All right. Shot the 76ers shot 30% from three. The Bulls shot 48% from three. Bulls got more free throws. They had more assists. They won this game, right? No, they got their butts kicked. What a weird – if you just look at the box score on this one, uh, what a weird night. Uh, but, you know, can, can I ask you something? Does Embiid's MVP – we keep hearing about how the on-off splits are so great. He doesn't play, and Ben Simmons doesn't play, and that starting lineup still dominates. Does that tell us anything? Uh, only that Dwight Howard is the MVP. Well, there you go. I, I, I will accept this. <laughs> The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Knicks 134 to 101 at home. Uh, Giannis goes for the triple double 24, 10, and 10. Yeah, and Julius Randle goes for the triple single, his first triple single of the season. Oh. Seven points, eight rebounds, six assists, his lowest scoring output. He had not been in single figures all year. He has a down game, and that means that the Knicks had a down game. Poor Julius Randle. It was an all-star. I feel like he was played hard only to become an all-star. Once this all-star game was over, <laughs> back to the old – no, I'm just, I'm just teasing. He had an off – used, used all the gas in the tank to be an all-star? <laughs> he, he had an off night, three of 12 shooting, um, five turnovers. Honestly, but, uh, if, you're, if you're a Nick, 
why not do that? <laughs> like you're not going to be playing for anything at the end of the year. So like, why not just use it all and try to be an all-star that year? Yeah. The Milwaukee, by the way, we should mention them. Well, you, you said the Nets are coming out of the East. And then we talked about the 76ers as their biggest challenger. I honestly think Milwaukee's in the perfect spot for them. I think mm-hmm. they've been miscast over the last few years being the, 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 the rabbit, you know, everybody's chasing. I don't, I think that they're in a good spot. Nobody's talking about them. They've worked on some things. I think that them coming in as a three seed is like a, would be a great thing for them because they're a very good team and they've moved from being overrated now to being underrated. And I, I think that's perfect for them. I wish there was a way to get them into the four spot. Yeah. I mean, it might that, happen. That'd be really cool if you could get a, a Bucks. Nets. Well, would the Nets are the Nets even on track for the top seed? Uh, they're a half game behind Philadelphia at the moment. So yeah, I mean, that's going to so, be neck and neck. Yeah. If we can get a Nets Bucks first round series or second round series, that would be that would be fantastic. Uh, next game here that we have the Timberwolves go in and smack the Pelicans one thirty five to one oh five. The notable quote to me was uh, Stan Van Gundy saying after the game that Oof, they had yes. a terrible practice and had no energy. Uh, the good news is, Adam, that, you know, sometimes you just kind of lack energy. Oh, wait, they just came out of the all-star break. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say that I do. Some teams haven't had great energy. I mean, we just talked about the Knicks dropping, getting murdered against Milwaukee. But, you know, sometimes that does happen. These teams, even though, yes, they had a week off, a lot of those teams elect to take the full week off and not get into practice at all or to get in for like a light practice because you want guys to be recharged for the second half. So, but I don't think that's what's happening here. I mean, they're on a three game skid and Van Gundy's comments sounded more like just team having to refocus and maybe a little bit more of some frustrations boiling over a little bit here, but on the other side of this one, Oh, and by the way, the Pels were up 26 to 10 to start this game, which just shows you how badly they collapsed after that yeah. opening, opening hot start. Um, Chris Finch gets his first win as a coach. He was 0 five to start his NBA coaching career. So kind of nice to get the monkey off of his back there and, and get a, one in the win column. Did you see what uh, Anthony Edwards did after the game? The, the with the water, the water. Anthony Edwards they, like, quickly they, they apparently, my favorite. They like they told him apparently that like that's what they do for all of these coaches in their first win, and then nobody joined <laughs> in on him. So he was like, you know what, screw it, I'm already doing it. So he just got more water. <laughs> I like. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on Anthony Edwards. I, I really like the kid. Uh, sorry, also, Nate, shout Duncan. out Jalen Noel, career high twenty eight points, six of seven from three. So. Yep. Uh, so the next one here, dude, I'm telling you, we still have like four games to go. So the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Dallas Mavericks 116 to 108 as the Mavericks rest everybody. Really weird decision from the Dallas Mavericks um, to punt a game they could have otherwise won. The one thing I will say, though, this game, Oklahoma City is low key executing an incredible tank job uh, behind Coach Day, Day Not, who's doing a great job with this young group, but they are competitive in every game and then collapse down the stretch of every game. And it's almost intentional. I mean, tonight Pokashevsky gets the start. He also gets the close. They were up big, almost fumbled it away, but nope, they, uh, they end up closing this one out and Dallas drops a game. They could have been a gimme if they would have just played their guys. They didn't. And they lose. Shea Gilgis Alexander goes for 32, uh, six and two. He's really freaking good, man. Every time I watch the guy, I just, I walk away more impressed. Uh, The Clippers beat the Golden State Warriors 130 to 104. 
the clip that comes out of this one that caught my eye was Steph Curry, like kind of ripping into his, his teammates there. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It might've been because his teammates are terrible. That might be why he was so upset. Was like, I mean, how don't I know your team, your names? <laughs> you we Steph- told you to wear your name tags. Well, the story in Golden State is that, you know, Steph Curry's minutes, especially fourth quarter minutes have been down. And in this game, you know, it's a competitive game through that first quarter, 28-26 Clippers. And that mm-hmm. was after Kawhi Leonard scored, I believe, 14 straight to close out the first quarter. And then you leave Steph and Draymond on the bench for, and you keep leaving them there and you leave them there. I think seven minutes go by before you bring them back and the game's yeah, out of hand. About it's tank 15 jobs. points. And I, watching it, I almost thought this. Did you, Was the team tanking? Wiseman doesn't get into this game till the very end. He sits, I think, the first 40 minutes of the game and then by that point it's over. So something going on there. Uh, but the the it's tough because the Warriors team has been assembled for a rebuild, but they have two players that are just so good. They're capable mm-hmm. of winning. If you just give them a little bit tonight, that supporting cast gave them nothing. What can you well, do? and, and, and not only are they really good and, and all of that, because like, I agree with you, but we don't know how long Draymond's window is going to be. We don't know how long Steph's window is going to be. And wasting these prime years on these guys is, is a real bummer. Uh, the Suns go into Portland and knock off the Blazers 127 to 101 oh, uh, to 121. Uh, Devin Booker goes for 35, 5, and 8. Dame goes for 30 points, uh, 7 and 8. This is just an impressive game. Uh, the last game of the night. And yeah, you get a clutch performance. You know, Portland had led for almost all of this game. Phoenix stayed attached and then made their move in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Blazers th- uh, 37 to 27 in the final frame. And it was really just down the stretch. They look like the more poised team. I thought Devin Booker was phenomenal down the stretch and in that fourth quarter. And they get a, an impressive win 25 and 11 for the Phoenix Suns. Anthony, are you, do you consider them a real contender for a top three seed? Right now, they're the number two seed in the West. You know, right now they're uh, sitting, I be- last time I looked, I think it was at plus 345 for them to win the Pacific division. And I think there's real value there. Yeah, interesting. I, I think there's real value there. Place your bets. Yep. Uh, last game on our Another docket game? here. The, the, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> this is the actual last one though. The Sacramento Kings beat the Houston Rockets at home. 125 to 105. PJ Tucker, a healthy scratch as he and mm. the Houston Rockets uh, mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah, you start. This is the time of year after the All Star break when all of the trade requests that have taken place behind the scenes now bubble to the surface, and it's like, hey, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ Tucker, everybody knew he was a guy that was probably going to be moved. I think we can call that a certainty to be moved now. So we'll just wait and see which team gets him. The Lakers are apparently in on in on those discussions. I don't even know who they would send out or what they would try to put together there. But of course they are, Anthony. Of course they are. We'll see. Hey, honestly. Even if they aren't, it's always a smart move from the agent to make sure that to get the Lakers name in there because you know it's going to get published. All right. We finally made it through our games. That was <laughs> fun, though. I'm gl- I'm, hey, I missed it, man. You, that, when, that week off, that week of offseason was rough. I was, I'm excited for the 15 game slate. Yeah, I mean, my poor wife had to talk to me. It was brutal. Uh, so, so let's take a quick second here. When we come back, we are going to discuss. Uh, a a year since the NBA shut down and what we have gone through or what everybody has kind of experienced since then. And then also Myers Leonard uh, gets his punishment mm-hmm. and it's doesn't quite feel like enough. So we'll come back and we'll talk about that here in a bit.
We're covering everything you need to know about the NBA, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well uh, with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by it's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by betonline.ag, like you just mentioned. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you have NBA games. College basketball is, is, is heading towards March Madness. NHL is in full swing, and MLB is right around the corner. BetOnline even has award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% deposit bonus by using the promo code locked on. One more time, that is betonline.ag, promo code locked on for a 50% deposit bonus. Adam, that's just free money. It is. That you could turn into more money. Mm. Only at betonline.ag. All right, Adam. So the first topic here that i think we have to we have to get to is it has now been a year since the nba shut down and we all remember that first night uh when when that news kind of started coming down and instead of kind of reminiscing on my experiences there i'm not sure which direction you want to take your your thoughts on this in but you know, for me, I'll, I'll never really forget this this last year in regards to this industry specifically because there have been so many people who are still trying to pick their lives uh, professionally off of off of the ground, let alone personally, where you've had so much loss of life and all of the uh, all of that. And and uh, it's nice to it's great to hear that we are are hopefully nearing the end of this with right. uh, President Joe Biden saying that all of uh, uh, the adult Americans out there should qualify for the vaccination by May 1st. Uh, the the st- uh, stimulus package was, was passed uh, earlier today. And so hopefully we can all start kind of really putting this behind us. But, but this last year, man, it's, it's the kind of thing that we're going to, I think, tell our grandchildren about. I mean, certainly. I mean, this is a year unlike any other in my lifetime. I'm 37. Um, but, you, you know, you mentioned it's been a year since the NBA shut down. And it's it's weird to say, but the NBA shutting down was the first major domino in the U.S. that sort of led to a very mm-hmm. quick acceleration of the world sort of changing and shifting out from under us. I remember when it happened, I think the night of maybe the day before is when the conversations, they were picking up. Week, you know, we heard weeks before that night okay, there's this thing going on. And then you start to Mm -hmm. see the reports in Italy and this or that. And once the NBA shut down, it felt like it was a waterfall around the world. The entire world shut down. Not at first you thought it's the NBA. Is this going to be a couple weeks? Is this going to be a couple months? What's going on? Like, you know, almost didn't know how it was going to affect everybody, but the NBA shutting down, it wasn't, but a few days later that restaurants and bars shut down, America shut down and everybody's life changed. So it's weird in some ways it's one year and it feels like it has been, (laughs) it's funny, I'm doing taxes and I'm going through my bank account and just seeing what I spent money on and you get to mid-March and there was no expenses for, you know, two (laughs) months because everybody was at home basically. I mean, it was groceries and nothing else. And, um, 
you know, the world changed so much. I don't think any of us necessarily saw it coming um, to the extent that it was at that night. And then just to think back to all the iterations of fear and panic and trying to figure out what, what exactly everything meant, you know, early on, I don't, I know how I was, you know, not leaving the house at all, you know, this or that. And here we are one year later and we're still sort of in this, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's, it's wild to think that it's been a year feels both short and long. Yeah. I, I'm in, in the moment, you know, you feel like, man, are we ever going to get out of this? And then you, you look back and it's like, man, it's been a year. You know, this, yeah. is, this is, we've actually, well, gone I mean, I, I didn't, but that we're, how are we ever going to get out of this? That didn't come until, you know, three weeks later, two weeks later when the realization set in that this was a long haul event. Cause if yeah. you recall March 11th, you first started hearing the phrase oh, yeah, flat, and- flatten the curve. And it's like, oh, okay, well we just got to, we got to flatten the curve and then we go back out to our lives. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't for two or three weeks that we realized like, Hey, this might actually be a year that we are just doing, you know, that is completely different. And the world has changed ways that it will not go back to uh, in a lot of ways. And it's, it's pretty wild. Yep. The other bit of, of, you know, while we continue on the serious note, Myers Leonard gets his punishment from the NBA uh, today after their investigation into his comments on that Twitch stream, he gets a $50,000 fine, uh, a, a 10 day suspension uh, as well. And his suspension, you know, normally with a player who is suspended for any amount of time while they are eligible to play, they lose game checks. And that is part usually of, of, what the league kind of weighs into the, uh, the, the punishment that they levy down. And, uh, you know, in this case, because Leonard is not uh, eligible to play, he is injured and he cannot, he can, he, he wouldn't be able to go. Those game checks continue to come in because he is injured. And so his punishment winds up being much lighter than say, Doc Rivers or, or for, for saying, or gets winds up getting the same punishment as Doc Rivers got for saying that Kawhi Leonard is like this version of MJ. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough look for the NBA. It's, it's, it's a bad one. I think the, the funniest of those comparisons I saw was that he got half of the fine, or maybe it was a quarter of the fine that Dion waiters got for eating too many uh, weed gummies. So, weed gummies. Yeah. So you, it's kind of a weird contrast. I think, um, you know, I don't know what the league's rationale was for this one, for this specific incidence, because of course this is a you know a derogatory slur based uh, thrown out at literal Jewish, hate speech, a literal hate speech thrown out at, at Jewish people, and you know, uh, I, I would have expected it to be significantly harsher. At the same time, you know, Myers Leonard has probably done in the NBA. He was on the way out anyway. I mean, he wasn't. He's mm-hmm. never been a huge impact player. Um, but with the injuries and everything else, he was probably just, you know, a couple contracts before ducking out. I think that accelerated the timeline. I'd be surprised if he played again. I mean, that's a, whatever you think of him or however much you buy that he didn't know his his excuse that he didn't know what it meant or this or that, however you want to look at that, he's probably just done. And so I look at the $50,000 fine and I say, yeah, that's, that's light. That's not enough. And then I look at, is he going to receive his full punishment? Probably. Like he probably will have a lot, cost himself a lot of money outside of the fine. And he already cost himself sponsorships, sponsorships, all of that. And then just, you know, it'll be really hard. I think even just to break back into that NBA community, if he is able to at all. So um, I, I don't know. How, I really don't know what direction to take on this. It was an inexcusable um, you know, thing to have said and to have said, knowing he was, you know, in public or whatever. And here he is with a penalty that doesn't make sense, but 
Well, you know? like, to be completely honest, when you say, like, I don't really know what take to have on it, we don't have to have takes on everything. Like, yeah, we I can mean, just say that the reality of the situation is he said something effing vile. Like, right. he said something that is an awful thing to say. It's a, it's a, it's, it's hate speech of like the, 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 the worst kind. And you're right. His, his actual and official NBA punishment is going to be one thing, but then his kind of worldwide punishment is going to be completely different. And, and his, his the, the punishment that the world levies upon him is going to be something that is, that is going to be very different. And, you know, on one hand, you say, I wish, I, I hope that there's a way for him to learn about this thing. But on the other hand, it's like, how do you go 20 some odd years living on the face of this planet and not know that that is not something that you can say, and let alone say it in that manner attached to the, to the, to the words that he attached on both ends of the slur itself. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine if he, if he never plays another game in the NBA, if he, if, if no other team finds a use for Myers Leonard, I think the NBA is better off without him. We don't need that in the league. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for Adam and I attempting to be serious about something. We are going to, uh, in the next segment, discuss players who are on teams right now who could just kind of probably use a change in scenery. So we'll come back and talk about that here in a bit. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big 10 Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College network of podcasts. Follow Locked On live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today and watch our live Selection Sunday special on March 14th. Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and uh, use that promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all their bars. Now, however, is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is, and I'm looking at their bracket, which you can find on BuiltBar.com, between Lemon Almond Cheesecake and carrot cake with walnuts, uh, they're going to the winner of that is going to face chocolate brownie chunk, and then you have cherry barcia going up against caramel brownie, up against double chocolate. Adam, between those matchups, there between those four bars or whatever, do you, do you have a favorite? I do coconut brownie chunk. That's not one of the four. <laughs> You asked if I have a favorite. I have a favorite. No, the four that I mentioned, Caramel Brownie is going up against Cherry Barcia, and Lemon Almond Cheesecake is going up against Carrot Cake with Walnuts. Lemon on Almond Cheesecake is my jam. That one's good. But none right. of these hold a candle to the uh, coconut chunk. Well, rough. I mean, that's 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 probably rough. the number one seed. That's, that's far and away the number one seed. I agree with you on that one. To keep track of all of these winners and this bracket in its entirety, head on over to builtbar.com slash pages slash brackets, and you'll be able to, uh, to to keep track on all of these wins as they go from the sweetest 16 to the enticing eight to the flavor, flavorful four, uh, and then eventually to the championship. 
And then if you want to buy any of these ball, uh, these protein bars, which are the best in the world, head on over to BuiltBar.com and then use that promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. One more time, that is BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON20. All right, Adam, the moment is upon us. You are going to give us your top how many players who could probably just use a change in scenery. There's quite, there's a lot more of them than I thought there was going to be heading into this buyout slash movement market. So I, got, I have a top five. I've got two honorable mentions. But yeah, it's just players that I think will benefit from a chain of scenery. Maybe things haven't worked out where they are. And I think it'd be interesting to follow them to one more stop to see if they can sort of reach their full potential. Maybe potential that's dwindled a little bit. Uh, my honorable mentions, Kevin Love. He's a weird – I got two vets on here that are a little bit weird that made honorable mention. But Kevin Love, I mean, he's been injured. Um, I don't know how much he has left. It's been a while since we've seen him in, like, very competitive basketball. But, you know, it's clearly time for him to move on. I wouldn't mind – we saw Blake Griffin go to Brooklyn. I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Love go somewhere where it's like, okay, let's see if he has anything left here to, to kind of offer a, a contender, whether it's on a reduced uh, role or, or what have you. So um, whether it's now at the trade deadline, whether it's next year – Kevin Love, I'm curious to see if there's anything left. And then the other one, or do you have a Kevin Love take? I think Kevin Love is one of those players who I I think is going to find a decent landing spot. Like he can shoot. Like the fact that you can, the fact that you can shoot and you can, and you can generate extra possessions by way of rebounds for your, you know, for, for your, uh, team i i just think that's that's the kind of player that that any team could could try to find a use for sure i mean two games this season then have the calf injury we'll see we'll see what happens but um he's an interesting one does it make you like feel ancient that he's just like old now i mean i've had these moments too many times already but for him i think what makes are we just old now well i think the same thing happened with blake griffin where you know, they were at the center of the basketball universe because they were on teams that were talked about every single day. And then they ended up on teams, Blake Griffin through trade, Kevin Love just because everybody else left, where Mm -hmm. we we didn't talk about them or focus on them. Then you get hurt. Then you're even more out of the public spotlight. So he's just, he might come back and have a couple more years left in him. I don't don't know. We'll have to see what happens with old Kevin Love. Um, The other guy I have on my list though, DeMar DeRozan. I don't think he's getting moved. Marcus Aldridge, it came out and said that they're going to move part ways. Nothing about DeMar DeRozan, but he's a guy, and this will probably happen in the offseason as he becomes a free agent, but he's a guy that's had a little bit of a, you know, he's been revived a little bit lately. I think he's playing very good basketball. His three-point shot has dropped off. He was shooting it very well at the early part of the season, but I am curious if he could have a feel-good last stop, you know, somewhere where he goes and actually makes a meaningful contribution, maybe not as a number one, number two, maybe not even as a number three, but if he has like a, a role on a team um, that's meaningful, I'd love to see it. I don't have a DeMar DeRozan take. <laughs> You're the worst. He's going to end up in LA, so you might as well start working on it. All right. Well, my, now my... I think my, my thing with DeRozan, I do want him to win because I do, I hate when we just kind of label players as like. He took too much. Maybe, criticism. maybe not he so took... much like losers, but like not winners you know what i mean like I, I just hate it when we just call players one thing or the other this is the same with the like uh 
the, the Smush Parker is the ultimate one of these guys who like overcame so many obstacles only to get to the biggest stage and fail. And everyone would be like, what a failure. But it's <laughs> like, man, he, he, he beat the odds like a hundred times just to yeah. get to the point where he could fail in front of you. But I think DeMar DeRozan is, is, is similar. I mean, I, I'd, I'd really love to see if he has a third act. Um, but let's move on the to our Smush list. Smush Parker, DeMar DeRozan comparison. Nobody ever saw coming. Nobody ever saw it coming. That's why you listen to the show. Number five, <laughs> Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. You know, he's an interesting one, though, because I feel like Buddy Heald is such a a good, like, third or fourth option, maybe fourth option. And he's a little bit billed and paid as a, as a top option that I, I don't know that there is a perfect landing spot for him. But he's a guy that I do feel like Sacramento might just need to hit the reset anyway and figure out which of their guys they're going to keep Again. and which to move on from. Buddy Heald, I think you move on from. Yeah, I I just I, I like guys who can shoot, so that's a good starting point if you're if you're looking for that. I know the Lakers desperately need any shooter that they could possibly get. It's just you know everyone needs shooting. There's not a single team that's like you know yeah. we don't need shooting. <laughs> and Buddy Hill, by the way, a forty percent career three point shooter. I mean, he really has done what he He's was really freaking good. Yeah, I think 10, the, I think the numbers games. is that like he got to some number of three pointers made. Oh right, yeah. faster than fastest. Steph did. Yeah, fastest. So um, yeah, what to a thousand to a thousand? Yeah. Yep. Um, and by the way, he's taking ten threes a game. Last year was nine point six, so he continues to up the volume and, and maintain the efficiency. It's impressive, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one. This is my spiciest one. Okay, James Wiseman. <laughs> It's time. <laughs> James that, that noise that you guys are hearing in the background is Steve Kerr going like, Whoa! Uh, well, Get so out of here. It, it's incendiary to say James Wiseman needs a new change of scenery. If he stays in Golden State, I do think that he will grow and he's in a unique spot. It's difficult for high, you know, draft picks to land up on a team that is trying to compete now. That being said, it might be best if Golden State really wants to win his timeline for for bigs the timeline is three four years you know yep. it, it takes a while and i have a trade can i propose a trade to you that is too good not to not to share i want to hear it andrew wiggins <laughs> wiseman okay. and minnesota's pick which is a pick you know they we don't know if golden state's gonna have it or not quite yet protected pick for carl anthony towns <laughs> send it back to minnesota <laughs> now this sounds absurd i'm being i'm being honest here for a second this sounds absurd but you put towns with draymond clay and steph that's a phenomenal team like let's make it happen and then wiseman and your top you pick that might be the number one pick alongside anthony edwards the problem right now is towns has already been there for a while he's already he's, he's already looking around and you got to yeah. think at the end of this year he's like hey man are we, we don't look like we're that close so maybe you reset the clock a little bit. You get Wiseman and Edwards who are on the same timeline, same age. You possibly pick up Cade Cunningham and have a one, three, five combo, which is the perfect combo to have. You have all bases covered. It might not be the worst thing for Minnesota other than the optics of trading for Andrew Wiggins <laughs> and trading your pick back. It would be really, really <laughs> tough optics, but it might be for the best. It's never happening, Anthony. You don't have to think about it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying... I'm not going down that route because you're right. It's never happening. But the, what though. I do want to say is that, like, I don't think Towns is pushing that hard to get out of Minnesota. I don't. I don't. I wonder how high a priority winning actually is to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I I would expect that music to start up before too long. I mean, there's a lot he of get, like he he got his buddy. He got D'Angelo Russell there. Like yeah. they've played 
five games together or something stupid. I, I, I think part of him will want to see what he and D'Angelo Russell look like for at That's least like 30, 30 games, games before he starts playing that tune. Well, they're going to get an opportunity for the rest of the year. So maybe we'll, we'll get to find out. Number yeah. three, this is again Adam's list. This isn't players wanting out or whatever. This is just Adam's mm-hmm. list of, hey, I'd like to see it. And this one's an old trope. But for me, it's kind of I, I kind of believe it. CJ McCollum. I wouldn't mind mm. seeing CJ McCollum in another spot. And part of this is, you know, you look at the Blazers. They know they dropped the game tonight. But the Blazers are the sixth seed right now, despite losing almost their entire roster, including CJ McCollum. They've been able – and you look at Gary Trent Jr., he looks like a very good 3 and D player. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, as dynamic of a go-to guy as a CJ McCollum. But he's pretty good. I want minutes for uh, for him. So I look at CJ McCollum and wonder what he would look like on another team as he gets back to uh, back on the court. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where the Blazers are finding out that their ceiling with CJ and with Dame is just not that much higher than without CJ. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and There's and so if returns. that. If that's the case, if that's the case, then, you know, try to send the guy out and see if you can clear up some space and and try to put a team that has a higher ceiling around Dame defensively than you have seen over the last three, four years with those guys together. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'm intrigued. Uh, number two on my list, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. This one's, I think, Would you? Wait, can we go back to CJ? Would you trade, like, Gary Harris for CJ McCollum? Of course. I mean, of course you have to do. That. I mean, Portland wouldn't. Portland wouldn't. Well, do I'm that. trying to like. If would you would you would you target CJ McCollum is like is like a, a. He's not. Denver doesn't need him. I mean, Denver has a top five offense, almost a top two offense. I mean, they're like point three away from being the second yeah. best offense. Brooklyn running away with it. I'm trying but... to think of like what team would actually get better with CJ McCollum. I'm I'm probably way too low on him, but yeah, maybe yeah. maybe. Uh, but Lonzo Ball's next on my list. Lonzo, look, the Lakers, you know, ruined him. Um, the Pels ruined him slightly less, but continued to ruin him. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Everybody, if you're new to the show, I just <laughs> sure, like to beat yeah. up on the Lakers. I mean, there's actually, <laughs> I'm also being serious though. He he came into a situation that I think was very tough terrible situation for, for right. him personally, and then gets mm-hmm. traded to New Orleans situation now that has also been, I think, tough for him. And I'm I am lower on him than I, I was at the draft and just that his ability to sort of reach that that ceiling you know any type of players in they pick up habits they pick up you know reputation confidence whatever but I do wonder if there are good spots out there for Lonzo Ball where he goes has a phenomenal couple months to end the season resigns with the team and just gets on the right track and then we see all that potential it's not too late in my opinion for him to reach you know to fully reach the potential it's just that the the odds of it are falling pretty pretty quick, and I think this next spot he lands at is going to make or break his star potential. I, I I've reached the point with Lonzo where I just I don't know what the situation looks like for him to be successful in. You know, just kind of like oh. I talked about with CJ McCollum a second ago, for very different reasons, by the way, obviously. But but I just don't know what what kind of players you need around Lonzo Ball to make up for how inconsistent he is a shooter and Not that inconsistent. how he's, he's huh? fine he's fine as a shooter this year 40 percent on fine. seven attempts that's great no, I think it's great. Honestly, you do need shooting around him. I do think that he's not a guy that you can count on to space the floor, like, oh, you know, Steph Curry or JJ Redick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, like, if you have spacing on your team already, he just augments that. He's he's a guy that if defenses commit to leaving open, he will punish them on a set shot for it. So 
Um, but his defense is great. I think you need a high IQ team. I think you need a team that wants to play fast, if, if not fast up and down the court in the half court fast, because he's a, a fast brain. And so you need a team that's mm-hmm. capable of, of, of sort of highlighting and augmenting that fast brain. So there's teams out there. I mean, Golden State's obviously been rumored. I think Denver's a team that can, that makes sense there. And just any team that moves the ball quickly in the half court, he, he's going to work. Charlotte, why not Charlotte? Let's get Charlotte going. Pair him up with LaMelo. <laughs> CJ McCollum for Lonzo Ball. Who says, who says no? Ooh, that's intriguing. Um, I, man, that's an intriguing one. That's an intriguing one. I think Portland probably ends up saying no because, again, they've got guys in Gary Trent Jr. that can guard. Um, but that's an intriguing one. Do you have any more? Or was Lonzo the number top? one? All right, here's one more. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, he's same, similar to Lonzo Ball. You know, top pick. We think, okay, is superstar potential. It hasn't worked out for him in Orlando, but I would not be surprised if he got moved and became the player he was supposed to be, which is to say not a star that you give the ball and clear out, not a guy mm-hmm. that you say we're going to run a lot of pick and roll with. But, I, I, you know, uh, this is weird to compare him to Andre Iguodala because I don't think he's Andre Iguodala. But a guy who was miscast as a, hey, let's put the ball in their hands, but is better cast as doing all the other dirty work and guarding and slashing and, you know, all these things, and all of a sudden it, it comes out. So – He's, he's a guy that I'm very – he's the number one guy. I'm most curious to see where he lands and if he can sort of bounce back or if he just is a flawed player that thinks he's a star and, and, and he isn't. Shooting 37% from three-point range this year, uh, that makes All him attempts. a little bit uh, – on four attempts, four and a half yeah, attempts per, right. per, per game. Uh, that makes him a little bit more intriguing. I think he needs to continue to improve that, obviously, to to become like a winning NBA basketball player. But I'm not counting on it. But I, I would say, you, look, he either has to focus like the Iguodala comp, or is interesting because like Iguodala was already a really really good defensive player, yeah. and then when he was at his peak, when he won that. And that finals MVP that he shouldn't have won and that should have gone to LeBron, even though LeBron's team lost. Like that was, that was Iguodala capable of playing stellar defense and then also knocking down the occasional three pointer. And, and I just think like Aaron Gordon is a super athlete where that athleticism needs to translate more to impactful playing on an NBA basketball, on an NBA basketball court. And then on top of that, like, if you just hit, if he could can if he could maintain thirty seven percent from three point range and up four and a half to like six attempts per game, he becomes a legitimately really good three and D type wing. And those guys always, always find their ways to to good NBA like upper tier basketball teams. I don't I don't think he's a three point shooter. And so like, can he be a guy that you know knocks him down and you leave him wide open? Of course, I think for sure. I don't think he's a it's like the hack-a-shack. I don't think he's not bad enough at three-point shooting that you're just going to never guard him, a la Draymond Green. But I don't think you count on him to like, you know, punish teams enough in that regard. What I think he needs to be is a guy that is purely a finisher, not a creator. Meaning, yeah, he's a guy slashing, cutting to the basket, grabbing offensive rebounds. Um, you know, uh, taking dribble handoffs and making one dribble moves. And if you have mm-hmm. it, go for it. But not a guy that you think like, hey, do anything with the basketball. You know, 
three, four dribble moves, try to run pick and roll, put the ball in your hand and clear it. None of that stuff. And I think right now he still sees himself as that guy. But if he does wind up on a team where he is very clearly defined as the fourth or lower option, I do wonder if he can just fill in the gaps, average an efficient 12 points per game and really be a positive. And I, I don't know if he's willing to accept that role. The comparison to Iguodala where it really runs off the rails is that Iguodala was old when he went to the Warriors. Yeah. Aaron Gordon is just starting his career. He's still very young. So 25. So he, I don't think he's going to, he quite can be the sixth man, you know, this or that, but I do think that he can be a, like I said, a fourth, third, fourth, fifth best player in your starting lineup, but a guy that completely ties everything together. Yep. I like him. This is a fun list. That was a good list. Thank you, man. This is a good one. That's going to do it for this episode and this week's episodes of the Locked On NBA podcast. Make sure you guys are tuned in across this feed and across the entire podcast network for basketball updates on uh, as this uh, buyout market and trade market starts to take shape. For Buckle those up. of you baseball baseball fans out there, uh, spring training is 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 well underway. You have NHL fans out there. Uh, now that the ESPN is covering uh, the NHL, that's going to become more of a, a bigger sport now, I believe, in in, uh, in America. And so if you have an old favorite, do you, remember the, do you remember the old NHL music, NHL and ESPN music? Do you remember that? No. Really? NHL and, and NBC? No. On, on ESPN. Boom, boom. Oh, it's coming man. to me. It's coming to me. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, no, don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> no, a, I don't remember this at all. I made up. I sure made up like the perfect. last. I made up the last por- por- oh, portion of it. I, I lost my rhythm. But yeah, for those of you who are who are stoked to get uh, ESPN back in your guys' lives, uh, in your e- NHL lives, check out all of the Locked On NHL podcasts. Basically, if you have a favorite team that you want to know a little bit more about, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Until next week, I'm Anthony Irwin for Adamata saying, da 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 da.